When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Bradfoe Show. It is Coop. It is June 16th. McFarlane, dude. McFarlane. Would for McFarlane. What would we be without McFarlane? I'd be half the man I am without McFarlane. I can tell you that much. And the Red Sox are heading into a Yankee series where it's feeling weird. It's yeah. feeling weird. Uh, we're here with Sammy and that Gordo. Might be, what you, that might be generous. Uh, yeah, feeling weird, I think, is like an understatement. They just lost the series to the Colorado Rockies, two to three, where the hitting didn't get it done. I, it was kind of mixed on that one. Like the starters, starters kind of looked good. I like that's the narrative for the past two months. I feel like starters have been able to get the job well, done, two. whereas hitting and the bullpen can't really figure out if they want to get a win together or not. They figured it out in the Yankee series. They play, they play up to their com- competition. Like I, I really don't understand what's going on here. Like they have the feeling to turn it on, and make you feel good, make you rein back in. You're like this season's mid, and then they drop ugly, ugly games to maybe the worst pitching staff in baseball. So I don't, I don't know where you guys are feeling. I don't know if anything has changed in the last week. But it's still riding out the mid Sox. It's still buying our time until the trade deadline comes along for me. Dude, mid mid Sox is mid Sox is that's generous. generous. That's nice. That's you're being yeah. nice. You're being. Nice, I need Coop. positivity, guys. Nice. I need team, it. Man, this team. It's weird though. It's two teams because Coop, you you said like they played up to the Yankees and played down to the Rockies, but I'd argue that they played essentially the same series against. You're right. The Yankees are better, but. The only difference is in the Yankees series, the pitching staff held them as a whole to two runs, whereas in the Rockies series, like a couple of times, they let up like four. And that's the difference because the offense scores two, three runs a game. And so in the Yankees, they won a couple of games scoring three runs. And in the Rockies, it just wasn't enough because like when your pen leaks even a little bit, the offense just isn't getting it done enough to allow for any sort of error in the pitching staff and on the defense, which is why they're losing games. Because you see a lot of errors and it's on the crazy defense. Because I remember us talking about in uh, you know April ish, late April, early May, we were all saying this team could be down five nothing, and I feel like they're still in it. That feels oh insane gosh. to think nowadays. When they went down, those pre-injury ago. Duval Red Sox though. Oh my god, yeah, but w- when they went down four nothing, but even that's after true. that, it's just, it's just it, it's even after for that, like a solid week or two. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like it Dude, has not been May. that way since April. It's been like a month Come of on. like three runs. The Philly series. Yeah. Remember the Philly series? Remember Nimba. the Philly series? They were down Nimba. in that Saturday game. That's that, they won the first two games of that Philly series. The first one was like a really good Chris Sale start that was close and Kenley slammed the door. And the second one, they were down. And I think it was Bailey Falter was, was kind of shutting them down. And then they strung a big rally together and like, it was like Ref Snyder and Tapia, like got really timely hits. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, we never see timely hits anymore. No. You just named like, a lot of guys that are not then, part of this roster anymore. anymore. <laughs> I just but want to point it's, that it's out. Just, I, it shouldn't. 
I do miss Tapia. Oh. Rest in peace, Spaghetti Hair. Good luck in Milwaukee. There was a point um, where they got a, a leadoff double. <laughs> there was a leadoff double against the Rockies at some point. And I remember being like, damn, that's not coming in. We yeah. <laughs> leadoff double? No, you need oh. like, like a triple that happens because of an error and then like a ground ball. That's how we score runs. One I'll, at a time. I'll be honest. I'm still broken from the 2018 Red Sox where they had – a historic run of just like hitting while men are in scoring position. I believe they were over 500 at one point in the playoffs for when men are in scoring position and just being able to put the ball in play. I miss that Red Sox. It it is. We had it for a little bit this year, dude. Like it felt like every time that there was a situation where they needed a hit for April and the first half of May, when they needed a big hit, like when a guy was in scoring position, you're down a couple of runs. You need to keep it going. They and it was also going. like the bottom and of the order the too. Of May. Like it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like the top of the lineup that was like getting those like extra little hits in for you. It was like six through nine. It yeah. was beautiful. We're getting big hits from Reese Ref and Snyder. like Tapia and Ref Snyder, that's, that's who by the way, Ref still Snyder hot. has still. not missed a beat. He's he's awesome. He is awesome. We are so lucky. Six through nine thing is. So we are so lucky. Seriously, where would we be without him? Uh, Probably sorry. in the same spot, I'll be honest. The, anyway, what I was saying, that's what know, makes dude. it so frustrating is worse. that you got, I mean, like, they're playing the Rockies. By the way, they're playing the Rockies without Charlie Blackman, Chris Bryant, CJ Crone, and Brendan Rodgers. That's four of their top five bats, and you got... And they didn't face... Uh, they Freeland. didn't face... What's his yeah. face? Freeland, and you're facing yeah. a complete bums of pitchers. And, like... It, you look at this lineup. You got Devers, Yoshida, Verdugo. Casas is one of the most highly regarded hitting prospects in the league. Say what you want about him. Wong's been hitting. Duvall's a good hitter, and you still lose the series. And then people go, "I can't deal with Heim Bloom, Fire Cora." I'm like, "What? Look at the look who you're playing. This roster should be able to easily wipe these guys like off the face of the earth." There's not a discussion. It's not you cannot blame anyone but the players for this. It's insane to me. Like completely insane and mental gymnastics. You're gonna blame the GM for losing to those guys. That's a triple A team you just lost to. The players need to beat those guys. They're not the best roster in the world, but they're better than the friggin' Rockies who are missing four of their best five guys. And you're facing, like Gordo said, their worst starters who have a seven and a half ERA, and you're at home. Get it together. <sighs> And to your point of... And it's not even just the Rockies. It's not just the Rockies. Like, they, they're dropping series to the Reds. They... Who else? The Cardinals um, suck again, by the way. On, they, they might actually suck. Yeah, the Cardinals are terrible. <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals are bad. They had a moment of, like, after the Red Sox where they pulled it together, but they're just... They're back down to, like, the center of the earth. They suck. Absolutely. Like, the, this team loses to everybody. But, they, like, they... Or they got swept by the Angels. Like, they're dropping games all across the board, like losing games to Yankees without judge, like that lineup the Yankees put out there was terrible. And granted, they won the series. And to that point, like that's... I don't know. I think it's been a weird baseball season for almost every big team because, I mean, look at the Mets. The Mets can... And then like, given it's the Mets, Mets saying it up. But you put that much money into that team and it's not like they're putting money on like nobodies. They're putting money into like... Good players. Top players at their position it it's still not working out and that's not like a cop-out for a bloom i'm still very much in the camp of like bloom has to be held accountable or someone needs to be held accountable it, it but i'm also bordering on that fence of oh, what the hell does that do like yeah. middle of the season if you hold people accountable 
is it actually going to right the ship? Is it actually going to turn things around? Or is it a knee-jerk reaction just to make yourself yourself feel better while you're sitting at your desk job? Like sorry, sense. sorry if that's gonna like soil some people the wrong way, but like that's what it is. Like at the end of the day, like if you have Joe Schmo sitting next to you at work and he might be a higher up and he's not really fully doing his job, but it's not really affecting what you're doing per se, or like delineating like the final goal of your company. He's not going to get canned. It, yeah. it might suck to work with that person. It might suck to see them every day. It, trust me, it sucks to see the Red Sox every day right now. But yeah. it, no one, no one's doing anything to be fired. They're a 500 team. Like there are so many teams in the MLB right now that would be killing for the Red Sox situation. And that's not, and again, not trying to cop out what's going on because I, the Red Sox are held to a different standard than many other ball clubs. I think you guys would agree to that. As they should be. Yeah, and as they should be. But you're also on the point, and Lou Merloni was saying this on EEI today, free plug for Gresham Fourier, listen to it middays, or even tune into the Twitch because I run that and hey. that affects my pay. Um, but yeah, uh, Lou made a great point where it's people aren't understanding that and we had talked about this a couple episodes ago. There's two philosophies going on here. And the Red Sox and John Henry have already taken one philosophy. It's to rebuild. They, this team is in a rebuild phase. But the thing that they're failing at is trying to compete while in a rebuilding phase, which when you're the Red Sox, you should be able to do that. And, sure. But but, but yeah. like you're, you're spot but that's on. the thing is like you're spot on because that's what they're trying to the do. The main goal here, and that's the issue, is the rebuild. Like I'm not saying you're trying to compete. I'm trying to say you're rebuilding. If you can't compete, that sucks. And how do you think they're doing with that aspect of it? How do you think they're doing with the rebuild aspect? I of think it? they're just taking taking the what we see in the big league club and on the field from like guys like the veterans like Turner, whatever. Like that doesn't matter. That's not part of the rebuild. Just looking at the rebuild alone. I just I, how do you think they're doing? I I honestly don't know because. It's, it's good. good. Like, it's not you great. can look on paper and you can might, like you might read that Prospect America or Baseball America. They have the Red Sox ranked in the top 15. And as long as they're in the top half, they're doing better than where they were with Dave Dombrowski. Whoop de freaking do. Which was but like the bottom, thing is, is like, what, what, like bottom three. Yeah. And this was, again, a point to Lou Merloni. Uh, Marcelo Meyer comes up next year. Yes. Okay. Are we expecting him to carry this team next year? No, he's gonna. You can't expect exactly. it right away. And that's, that's the, the thing. Like, it's not gonna. This whole this whole he, issue isn't gonna be resolved in a year. Like the reality that we're no, living in no. is probably not going to be any what. Like, they could be competitive next year, and that would be awesome to see. Like Marcelo Meyer be a competitor in his first year, but the reality is, is like Marcelo Meyer isn't gonna be in a position to carry this team until twenty twenty seven. Yeah, I agree. Like but, that's a ways away until he is like the actual star of this team. Coop, and if I, that's like the high point that you have to look for, how many Red Sox fans are buying into that? And how many are going to stick around for the next, what, four years? That's the issue too. You go, Sam. Counter, you go. Kind of counterpoint to what you said. I was thinking about what the roster is going to look like next year. How much would you guys even change? I feel like most Not much. Of the success of this team is guys progressing, like catcher, Wong and McGuire, fine with that. First base, Casas, got to stick with him. He's one of your best prospects. Second base, that's something they need to figure out. Story, ideally, will be the shortstop. Outfield is all set. You actually got a pretty good outfield. Uh, DH, probably going to be Turner. I don't think he's going to turn down the $13 million option, and I don't think yeah. they're going to trade him. 
The big thing is you need an ace. And that's pretty much the only big thing they need. Everything else is like, it's fine. That's why I can't stand the like, Bloom stinks, get him out of here. These guys need to play better. This is not a great team right now, but they don't suck like they're playing right now. They're playing like ass right now. It is legitimately painful to watch. I think about Red Sox games like I think about work meetings right now. I just dread watching them. And it is. Can I give you an? Can I give you an interesting take because of what you're saying? You do make a good point. I think about this all the time. I think about what would I change because right now you're saying the one big thing you would change is in the starting yeah. rotation. You want to sign an ace. You want Yamamoto. Uh, yeah, they're up to me. But Yamamoto, the issue, Urias, Nola, one of those guys. Yamamoto's well, right. Urias there's a bunch of guys. Jerry Urin, maybe you love Jerry Urin. Jerry Urin, maybe. But that the up. issue, guys. <laughs> think about it though. What has been the best part of this team for the last two, three weeks? It's been the starting. I was going to say when the game finishes, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's exactly <laughs> what's frustrating about watching because the lineup's not bad. They're just not performing. Yeah. Uh, Let me give you my take, lineup though. on Wednesday. This is gonna Wednesday be, lineup. This is, take. this is a take. That was. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> that's not. Fun. Let me give you my take. They they have this approach. And, it, and it's a solid approach, and it's benefited the race, but it's a one through nine approach where anyone one through nine in theory can beat you. You don't have dead spots. You're, or at least you're trying to not have dead spots. We've, we've seen some dead spots, but they're, they're trying to not have dead spots. This lineup doesn't have enough thump in it. There's not enough power in it. They only have one guy with double-digit homers. The Rays, I believe, have seven with double-digit homers. And like you said, Sammy, there's not really – too many spots you would change. Catcher, you're going to take Connor Wong and his defense and Reese as a backup every day of the week. Costas, you're going to hope he keeps developing. He's a guy there. Second base, like, well, obviously we don't love it, but like you have to keep middle infield kind of open because story's coming back and you got to leave room for Marcelo Meyer to insert himself, hopefully in the middle of 2024. Third base, Devers, you're not doing anything with that. Then you went to the outfield and you said they're set in the outfield. Solid. That's that's my issue. I I mean, obviously Yoshida sticking around. So in my opinion, like if they're gonna get a big bat, a big thumping bat, which they need, I love me a big thumping. It's either gonna be in one of those outfield spots or it's gonna be at DH. But the issue is, if you replace Turner at DH, you're limiting yourself to right-handed bats because we've already got so many left-handed bats, and Meyer coming up as a lefty too. You've got a left-handed bat in right field who's performing. He's been really good. I'm not saying he's not been good. He has had a really good year, and he's had a really good year defensively, way better than any of us expected. But if you sign Alex Verdugo to an extension, which I think they need to make that decision very soon, whether you're going to move on or you're going to extend him, because I don't want them to let him go for nothing, and I don't want them to trade him as a rental. But you've already got Yoshida signed long-term. He's a left-handed bat that focuses on spraying the ball around the field, making a lot of contact. If you want to add power to this lineup, it's either going to have to come at the expense of your DH or your right fielder. And depending on who you want to get, one of your better hitters is going to be have to be one of the guys so, that goes. So they like that's that's the change I would make. I don't think Verdugo is going anywhere. Bruno, I don't. I don't either. I don't think you're 100 right with one. I would think there's about one it. thing I don't agree with that you said. I don't think it has to be Verdugo. And you're going to hate this. Oh, it no. could be Duran. They could get a center fielder. Because Duran is like, he's been good. I don't think the all-star thing is going to happen. He's been solid. 
but you could definitely look as soon as i heard this i was like let's stir the pot all right yeah well no no no. i actually don't disagree with you at all but but here's the issue if you've also got a center field prospect so like my thinking is you're giving duran and rafaela chances to grab that job by the horns and then you've got kike looming he's gonna hopefully he starts the he comes back on a cheap one-year deal starts the season at second base Meyer comes up and Meyer and Story are then your middle infielders. And now if if your center field, if your young center fielders aren't performing, you know that at minimum you've got Kike Hernandez there who's at minimum going to play awesome defense as we saw. I don't love that because you're banking on Rafaela though. So yeah, Rafaela's And if like Rafaela, your plan B doesn't work out, then you're relying on Kike. And I'll be honest, I... For one year. Yeah, but it's also so hard to replace a right fielder at Fenway who can play yeah. right field well. Like, that's so that's such an undervalued That's true. What's, Verdugo's been so good, uh, other than that really ugly play the other night. I was about but, to say, like, Verdugo's not the best defensive outfielder, <laughs> but he's been here long enough to know that, like, right yeah. field corner better than anyone else right now in that outfield. Mm-hmm. I, and I think, like, for every other team, it's probably easier to replace the right fielder than the center field. But you are in by far the toughest right field probably in the world. You yeah. need both. You need two, you need two good defensive yeah. outfitters out there. Now, here's an interesting question for you. We all – nobody last year thought Alex Verdugo could play the right field at Fenway Park. He's come in this year, and he's played it really well. What about trying their hand at center field if they could only get a corner outfielder? You can try. I don't know because you still need two center fielders. I don't know, but there's some maneuvering you can try. There's a- I just think they need to prioritize this a big bat. Look. Like they need power in this lineup. I got badly. a name, and they've needed it. They needed it last year Gordo, too. I got a name. A name you that got? I've been thinking about for a while. I don't think I've talked about it with you guys on Twitter or anything. It's going to take a Godfather offer. Luis Robert. <laughs> Rafael. Okay. No. Explain. I, explain I, what I you're talked, sending. I talked about this with Rob. Oh, what I'm sending. All right. Off the top. Oh man. He should be the on the farm. table. Um, no, I would send. I mean, <laughs> I think Rafael has to be in it. Um, Duran probably okay too. Duran would probably be their instant uh, replacement, and then you have Rafael as the prospect. Then you're gonna have to add another Please. top five prospect, probably York, maybe. Um, I think the package has to start with. He's got four and a half years left on his deal. If this deal happens in the off season, then he's gonna have four years left. If I'm the White Sox, I'm saying if he keeps up what he's been doing this year, which is really good stuff, I think you have to start the offer with Meyer or Blaze. And obviously, I'm not going to send Meyer. I I would consider Blaze. Luis Robert. But are people buying on Blaze? The dude can't hit anything over 91. Well, he's 19. Like all of. He's a kid. Yeah. He's a kid, and he's facing all people who are older than him, and he's like destroying them. Coop, he could be your son. He's he's like. Think about that. I don't want to. Um, I don't need that in the world. He could be your son, Coop. So he's calling me daddy. Coop, you could have a kid. Blaze Jordan, I want you to call me daddy, boy. Everybody's uh, <laughs> gonna hate maybe, maybe the idea it. of trading Miguel Blaze, but Luis Robert is 25 years old. He has an 851 yeah. OPS right now. He's, I think, I'm pretty sure he plays good defense too. Um, I'm gonna check right now. Well, hold on while you're checking that. Give give a little plug here. Base, the baseball is a boring Ooh. podcast. We Ooh. had a little uh, who says no action with Gordo and Pat joined a uh, Robin 
Luis Robert, Luis Robert. We have no idea how to pronounce it. Um, but that that was a trade we talked about, and uh, that that trade got a bunch of White Sox on fans Twitter. don't want to let him go. Yeah, why wouldn't they? He's 25. no, they don't. But but here's the issue with 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 the White Sox fans is they have no freaking idea where their franchise stands. They're they're in worse than purgatory right now because they've they've got all of these talented guys that they could they could liquidate for a lot and they they have no farm but they could liquidate those guys and build a farm quicker than you could snap your fingers but they're like they've got Tim Anderson who's expiring like you've got Dylan Cease with a couple you years got like, you got that great big contract with Andrew Ben attending years like yeah the biggest contract they ever signed he doesn't um, hit a homer so some Luis Robert like I said OPS 851 99th percentile outs above average. So yeah, Miguel Blaze, great prospect. He he's a righty, he's right? A what? Yep, he's, he's a righty, right? right? He hits righty. Um, six foot two, two twenty, twenty five years old. He's fast. He hits tanks, dude. I mean that. I would give up. I, I would not lose. What's his contract looking like? What are we looking at? Give me one sec. Four years. I'll tell you right now. They they signed him to an extension. And it's got two affordable years and then two separate twenty million dollar team options That's for the next four. So he's fine. got this year. I enjoy that. Plus two years at like seven million, and then two years at twenty million dollar team options. That if he plays anywhere close to this, like obviously you're picking up. Like his contract. I would great. do. I mean, okay. Would you guys do it in a package mm-hmm. with Blaze and more for Luis? Robert? It makes I would, sense. I would. It so makes sense. Get me the proven commodity, please. Absolutely would. That's a really. That's a really good. That's a good concept if- right there because like the White Sox have been putting this shit off for a year. All, maybe you can make the argument two years that they've been putting it off making the changes that they need to make. But it starts with with him. And like granted, they, there's going to be a huge market for him. Like you're probably going to have to part with a lot more than you want to to do it. But he's a guy where if put in the right situation, like he's great right now. But you have to remember like a couple of years ago, like this is a guy that everyone said was the next Trout. Like, this is a guy who has room to grow. And like you said, he's like, what, 25, 26 years old? 25 years old. already. And like, even if he doesn't hit, he's a great defender. Like, I love guys like that because you can be patient. You can be patient with um, him. He's he's about to be 26, by the way. Um, But still, still very young. Um, He's got an OPS plus of 129. So if you're not familiar with analytics... OPS plus, the average is 100. So 129. He's 29% above average. That's a lot. So, um, yeah, again, I'll say it again. Tell me this really good season. He had a really good year a couple of years ago. What was he that Would year? Totally give him up for Luis Robert. That's a guy instantly turns you into a contender, assuming you also get that ace that they're lacking, which not to say that Bayo can't become that guy, but they do need kind of a, a marquee guy at the top of the rotation or Yamamoto. Coop? Can I toss in a so name to two this? Two years ago, We're dealing with the White Sox right now. What will it take to get Dylan Cease in that mix? Are we asking for too much? Are we greedy boys here? He's he's tied if up until 2026. He's arbitration Ro- until 2026. Um, yeah, no, if you want both, though, like, you're not going to have a farm. <laughs> it's gone. It's all gone. Cease, man? <sighs> he walked. He gives up like a Cease. lot of hard time. Cease? He gives up that a guy. lot of hard contact. He walks, guys. I don't know. I don't he hasn't know, had a good year. My he hasn't had a good year. Go, go look yeah, at that's last what I'm year saying. on his, uh, on his savant page. Go look at it's last beautiful. year. Pull it up. 
last year. Oh, last year much better. But this year, eh, yeah. And and he's a poet. Oh, he's a poet. Slider slide. Uh, no, I, I I would rather oh, slide. I'd rather get the bat, which is crazy. That's crazy that I'd rather trade for the bat than the pitcher. Because in years past, I'm like, please, please get the pitcher. I would we can too. Develop bats. But it's like we kind of like got a rotation, which is crazy. And so, but and how sustainable what? is that? You know, over... That's an interesting thing we can Not talk about too, though. <laughs> we have I I think the Red Sox actually have something here where you've got guys like Whitlock, Bayo, Hauk, Cutter. In addition to whatever veteran talent you either add or keep, like you could keep Sale, you could keep Paxton, well, you could add yeah. from the outside. That frees you up to you. They, like there could be trade chips. Like you could pick a couple of those young guys. Like you could say, "We love Bayo, we love Whitlock." That makes Hauk and Cutter expendable as trade chips because hopefully by the end of this year they'll have proven themselves as mm -hmm. successful big league starters. That gives you a ton of wiggle room, like young, controllable big league starters. Like that is valuable. Like that's something you could send to the White Sox. On the pitching staff right now, you guys know I'm pretty opinionated on one of those. Oh, do name, do name. He's a large Canadian. No, go, ahead. Canadian. go ahead, go ahead, say his name. James Paxton. Oh, big Maple himself. He's gonna. He love, needs to be moved. He, he needs to be books. moved. He's gonna love the sunny. Dodger Stadium lifestyle. He's going to love it. They're going to go on a deep playoff run, fall short in the NLCS, but he'll have a good time. I don't think he, oh, no, no, he pitched for the Yankees in the playoffs. So um, it is nothing against James Paxton. He's been awesome. He's come back. I'm rooting been for awesome. him. But like, I think that's the biggest compliment you can give James Paxton right now. Like just send you anywhere yeah. else but here. Yeah. <laughs> it hey, is man. a compliment. Yeah. You don't want to be here? Compliment. We got you. People thought I didn't like him. Like, why are you Paxton. Yeah. And like, he has oh, value. This is because I do like Paxton. He's so valuable and he's unfortunately probably not part of the plans. And I am terrified that he's going to You get think Dodgers would be the best fit? No, no, no. That's just, that's just I've just been awesome. thinking about that last minute. Uh, Dodgers, uh, Orioles. I don't think the training in the division thing matters anymore. Now the schedule is different. It never really did. That's how we got Erod. Uh, Phillies maybe exactly. if they get it together. I would say Cardinals, but they're kind of like they're dropping more. Um, there's, there's so many Diamondbacks. Like a, I mean, we send everyone to Milwaukee. Everyone, Milwaukee every might want to use a starting yeah, pitcher Milwaukee, upgrade. Who wouldn't want a big, hard-throwing, left-handed starting pitcher who gives seven, eight innings? Yeah, he's and better in. He doesn't walk guys. I think he's what? How many walks has he even given up this year? Like five. Like he's been so awesome. So um, great story. Uh, but I think he has to be the guy to go. I, I've kind of walked it back on thinking Turner's uh, a guy who has to go. I think that um, with the questionable vibes going on, you got to keep a guy like him around. And uh, it, it's basically Paxton and Duvall I'm looking at for trades. It's also, you have to remember, like Turner. Turner's a tough one to deal with because A, he's making a lot of money, and B, he's a DH. Like he can play the field, and like we can talk about how good or bad it's been. But even even if he plays good defense, like a guy at 38 years old, like to keep his back going, you're not going to be able to play him in the field every day. So like the, the amount of teams that are going to be able to take on salary like that and fit a guy into the DH slot is not a lot. But on the other end of things, like you're talking about Paxton. He's making no money and every team could use starting pitching. And like they were, Rob Refsnyder, I think it was two starts, starts ago for Paxton, was talking about how great he's been. And he's Rob Refsnyder says that he's pitching like an ace. He's been our ace. And when you look at his numbers, he's not wrong. 
everyone could slot a guy like James Paxton at the top of their rotation. And that is a huge compliment to Paxton because he's pitched himself he's into that conversation. He's almost in the twos for ERA. I know ERA is not the best way to look at a pitcher, but he's at 3.09. That's crazy. No, none of us would have thought that he'd be pitching that well. Hey. But that's such a huge trade chip. Even if you trade for – okay, let me back up. If you trade Paxton to one of those million teams that would take him, and there are a ton. I think people are nuts if they don't think every team would want him. If you trade him and you get, like, maybe not the best prospect ever, but a solid prospect or a couple solid prospects, you can then trade your prospects for a guy who can help you right now for 2024. Or you could trade Paxton for a guy. There's so many options. Like, that's the the one thing that's kind of keeping me sane is the amount of options the Red Sox have. Whereas last year, it didn't feel like they had as many options. It was like, York is hurt. We don't really know what Rafael is going to be. Meyer's still in single A. Miguel Blaze is like 14 years old. Um, Drew hasn't been yet. Uh, Bayo is still kind of in limbo. Whitlock is he a reliever starter? Same with Hauk. But now, as things become more clear, maybe the team's not playing great, but we have options, and you can kind of start seeing, looking ahead to the future, and not feeling so in the dark about it. Can I give you Glad. an interesting take? Because I've been hearing a lot, like we, we've talked about this a lot and we've talked about how brutal last year's deadline was. And that can't go understated because it was. Um, But I actually think this year you could make a case to partially buy and sell. And no one, no one likes that. And everyone, everyone's, everyone hates that. If you even bring that up, everyone kills you. But if you trade, think about it. If you trade James Paxton for a couple of good prospects and we'll say one of them needs to come on the 40 man all of a sudden like you're we're already going to have a big 40 man roster crunch coming into next year like there were multiple guys who we left off the 40 man coming into this year that could have been snatched in rule five or if you don't do it again mm-hmm. next year they will get snatched like th- there is going to be a crunch and if you just keep adding prospects to that you're you're gonna run into issues with guys getting snatched early in the rule five or forcing yourself it's into bad trades right before it. Snatched in the rule so, five. That's a sign of like a healthy system, I think. I mean, it sucks to lose guys. Like if you're losing guys in the rule five. It is. Like you got of you course got it is. Talent. And I totally agree. It does make sense to buy. But think about it, Sammy. Think about it. You could either lose them in the rule five for nothing, which I agree. Yeah. It's, it's it's a sign of a healthy system, or. You could trade a couple of guys that are on the 40-man. Like Maybe you like a guy like Chris Murphy, but you don't think he's like a big future piece, whereas some other team is willing to give him innings potentially as a starter, a la Connor Siebold on the Rockies. So you could you could stack up a couple of guys like that and you know mix them maybe with one, one of your better prospects, and you could get a guy who maybe has two years of control. So you're not getting a rental. You're building for next year while – keeping yourself quote unquote in contention this year. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And like everyone hates the buying and selling thing. I actually think this year there might yeah, be a case. I, to be I, made. I would imagine. Go ahead. Nothing. I, I just like the buying and selling thing. Like the thing that bothered me last year was. I guess like the non-committal that they were like willing to make. And, 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 and that's and just kind of like how Heim Bloom's Red Sox operate where he's not going to really be forefront with like the fan base because I mean, it doesn't have to be like, that's not a requirement of the job. But like the thing that I took issue with is if you're going to go. And that's like that, that is like the root. I was about to like walk myself into the whole like explanation of just like being competitive while like also selling it of saying like, well, you didn't sell off Xander. 
but at the time like they were under the impression that they were still competitive at that point <laughs> but that's the risk i don't like like history has now proved that heim's not great at that and that's not to say that he's not capable of being you know a great gm or a great president of baseball operations and being able to work out a deal because we saw that happen in 2021 he was clearly able to like make the correct moves it wasn't any drastic moves it wasn't like he was doing anything crazy to position the red sox into like an alcs would you guys agree with that i mean like yeah well in the end he did it just that, he didn't yeah. give anything up like that was he traded for an injured guy and it ended up it wasn't like a typical trade deadline like it yeah right it was weird i'm just not sure that you can trade and be competitive at the point that the red sox are at right now like that's what i'm worried about like i i don't want another year where at the end of the season you're questioning why james paxton wasn't moved off this team yeah like that's what concerns me that is just like that's what red sox got burned on that last year i don't want to see that back-to-back years where you're now just like standing there holding the bill for guys that like going forward they're not part of that rebuild yes and last year there was way more to lose so like we're not like it can't be as bad as last year because yeah. they are already under the tax and there's no xanders there's no evaldi's like we don't we have one guy who i think could get a real return and that's paxton so like last year when they didn't trade xander and they didn't trade evaldi and they didn't get under the tax like that's strike one strike two strike three like that's a crap deadline this year if they don't trade paxton that's bad that is definitely bad but it doesn't set the no it doesn't set them back it's just like crappy you, it doesn't it's another not, squandered it's opportunity it's yeah. like and, and it goes it circles right. back to that whole like thing yes. where i'm saying like they're still like a 500 baseball team it's not like this is a terrible season in perspective it's just frustration and and that's the thing that like bothers me of it it's not reason to question heimblum in his capability of being a gm because at the end of the day the three of us are just talking into a microphone and not running a baseball team. Hate to break that uh, fourth wall for the audience out there. Ooh, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. For now, guys. though. For now. Maybe Please. fantasy, but eh, not the real I'm thing. Five, five. You don't want but, it, but it, that's the thing. It's just like eventually you get to the point where it's kind of like, Ooh, what is this guy doing that's so special that's keeping him in that spot? Like he, he is doing a decent job with the farm. He is making those like small deals where you're getting to the point where, like we said, 2027 could be a fun year yeah well i mean but if we get to 2027 and you're in that position like they were in 2021 is he capable of getting the job done of moving of like making a big trade acquisition just to position them for a world series like i don't have that confidence in heim bloom right now we don't and that's, know that is the know. thing yeah we don't know that we have never seen him trade real like even like you can go back to tampa bay days you could you could see what he's done in boston he hasn't had like a multiple in years, multiple years in a row where he's in a position to deal from the farm system. And what does he get from yeah. that? We've seen him do the other way. We've seen him. Rob, Rob loves to talk about this, how he always takes like the five for one. We have not seen him operate in a position where he's willing to put together. The and to that point, like he shouldn't. One. And so, like, that's who knows? Like, we don't know. I don't I don't want him to do that move right yeah. now. It would be great to see him do that. No, neither but do I. he has also not really put the Red Sox in a position Except to do that as well. Coop, so, I mean, and you say he hasn't put them in a position. You also say, what does he do that's so special? If you 
walk it back a little bit to Dave Dombrowski's tenure. Look at his drafts. They were awful. Abysmal. For four years. Abysmal. Four years. All he got was Casas, good prospect, and Hauk, who's been, you know, so-so. And Durant. Okay. All-star. Kind of. Like to think maybe. <laughs> Come he on. And then he's like later. But, okay, you get the point. Four bad drafts. He was not good. That sets a system back really far. What were they when Heimblum took over? Like 25th, 26th ranked system? 27th. Sure. Awful. They had all these big contracts, and then Heimblum comes in. First thing they have to do, trade Mookie Betts. He's definitely got no choice on that. So he's doing the owner's dirty work, basically. Then he has to rebuild the farm. That's not done, but that's going very, very well. Then it's like, okay, are you going to lock up Devers? Are you going to lock up Bogarts? Bogarts, whose wrist keeps looking worse and worse, by the way, he, he's gone. Okay, that sucks. But he got Devers for, what, 11 years? That's awesome. At a pretty reasonable price, too. That's going to look amazing in like five years, I feel. So he set them. And by the way, now you have a young rotation. you got a roster that's starting to fill out. And it's like we haven't even seen any of the guys he's drafted get to the majors. He started with the biggest disadvantage ever. He started in the worst scenario. you got to trade the best guy on the team. Maybe the best guy we've ever developed since, like, Ted Williams. Insane. You're making the guy do that. No farm system. Builds it back up. Like, I don't understand why people hate this guy so much. He's not a magician. There's no right. I don't think it's a Absolutely. hate, but it's more of, like, a frustration right. behind I get some that. of the moves. Like, the Eovaldi thing, like... The Eovaldi news like kind of pissed me off this past week where the Red Sox made an offer. And this is just how the market works. I understand that. But it's just like the annoyance of that story coming out where it's Eovaldi. He gets the offer from the Red Sox where he's happy with it, but he still wants to try and test the markets because he deserves that money and he got what he deserves. Didn't get what he wanted right away. Went back to the Red Sox, said, hey, are you, is that offer still on the table? They told him no. Yeah, that's what like makes me upset. But then, yeah, I actually disagree with a lot of people's takes on Twitter on that because everyone everyone says that that's just Nate messing up his own negotiation or his agent messing up the negotiation for him. If like Nate Evaldi is one of the best pitchers in baseball, and the Red Sox had an opportunity discount. to sign him to a pretty reasonable yeah. three like that, that was that was a fumbled bat, yeah, and at even at the point in like, like, I believe it was an it is, athletic yeah. article. There were so I, many I, red I, flags with him last year, though. Like the home runs, he was getting hurt. Like I remember, people were like hating on him all last year, and then now he's. I mean, it oh, sucks. Yeah, totally he's, hindsight. He's, I mean, I'm not rooting against him. I want him to do well, but I mean, it sucks that he's not here. But like, is that a better signing than Kluber, though? What you Honest to God, like, is, is that a better <laughs> like? Is it oh, better no, than no, Kluber? No, I mean, those are two separate things, though. I feel like I feel like they got went to Kluber. Uh, is it? Thought of all things, though. I don't know no, if that's no, a no. different thing. It's I they, like it they realized the that they lost out on Eovaldi. That was the big one contract that they not the big one contract, but like the way the Red Sox have operated is they're gonna make that one or two big splash, whether that's offense or defense. They tried that splash with Eovaldi, didn't work. They that instantly just started going it. for the discounts. They got Mer or they got Martin, they got Kenley, and then they got Kluber Jason. resulting from that. And those are the three deals that happened before Ivaldi came back, asked for that contract again, and they said no. We went, we went bargain hunting. Yeah, I Kluber as your starter for a bargain hunting, not a great look. And that's where I fault him on that. Like, I agree with you. Like, I I think Heim gets way too much like BS for what he's doing. It, you're not going to win a World Series every year. I I hate to tell Red Sox fans that. I'm sorry. 
It's, it's just a matter of the fact. You You're building to, a, but you can build to a World Series every year around. and you be competitive on the way, it. and that's the one way that would have done it. Signing a guy that's like past his prime, that's but older than someone exactly. else that you would have spent actual money on, that just doesn't make sense to me, and that's what bothers me. Fair. Fair. This is exactly the thing, though. Like this is this is why, like you guys are saying exactly. This is exactly the disconnect when when talking about Heim, because Sammy, you're talking about how, how he started out in this brutal disadvantage. Absolutely true, and he's built the system all the way back up to a top ten or fifteen system. Absolutely true. Coop, you're talking about the product that he's putting on the big league field. Like, what are we watching every night? And it's not good enough. That's true. We're being told, like the fans are being told that they're trying to build the system back up while competing. The main goal yeah, is I to agree build with the that. system up. So in theory, we should be evaluating him first and foremost on that. However, when they try to feed the fans the message that this team is going to compete for a playoff spot and this, like the goal is to win the World Series, they say that. They say that stuff before the season every year, that these are the goals. So fans are going to evaluate the team and the GM off of that, like they're going to be, they're going to say, we were told that this team could compete for a playoff spot this year, maybe contend for a World Series. And we see a team that is now below 500 and looks way worse than that. However, if you're, if you want to talk about how ownership is probably evaluating him, it's what's that's going on down below. Yeah. And that's been good. And that's why his job should be safe, is because. Of the thing that's the number one goal and is the number one priority, and they don't they don't tell you explicitly, but they do say it's their number one priority. You just have to kind of pay attention for it. For him to be doing as good of a job as he's doing with it, and it's not perfect. Like he he doesn't have a ton of superstar prospects in there, but he's got a few, and they are his. His job is gonna his job should be safe safe because of that alone. And if it's not safe, then it's just it's just to appease the fans, and it'll appease them for a week. And when they come back next year, if they're not good, but they're not going to be, gonna be just like that's the thing is like, they are today. You are going to risk delineating from an end goal for absolutely like nothing. Yep. For a week of PR. Yeah. For a week of PR. Yep. You're going to make every caller into WEEI and the other station across the street like happy for a week, and then what? You go into the season, people are miserable because they're just facing a product that isn't complete. Like that's what's gonna happen. And like or, and that's why, like, I agree, like, I agree with you, Sammy. Like, Heimbloom shouldn't be the guy that's like being shafted. Like it's just but I'm also a realistic and I know someone is going to get shafted at the end of the, the year. And yeah. we talked about at the beginning of the show, we're not gonna speculate, we're not gonna say anything. Right now, there's a certain manager that I think is you're the fall guy when you're a manager. Like that's, that's just how it is. That is the, that is why you get paid very nicely, especially in this market to be a manager. That's what's probably going to happen at the end of the year. And that bothers me because he is a good, like he's a good manager and I don't want to see him somewhere else in the AL East. Me too. I, um, another thing is we talk a lot about like the Red Sox have, a big payroll. They should be able to rebuild the farm and also compete. Who's done that? No, I one. feel like that's not Dodgers. Dodgers are like Dodgers. the one, they and that's what we're trying to emulate. The Yankees a little bit too. Yankees have, have had a but good they farm spend more. Competed. They spend way more than the Dodgers. They spend more, but they, they, they do like, spend more. They do spend. They more. spend more, and their farms okay. But every year, even when they spend, 
there's glaring holes on the team. Like you can always tell. Like this year, way too many. But they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. And people playoffs. say, "Oh, playoffs are a crapshoot." I don't really agree with that. You just have to punch a ticket. I, I don't. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't think the Yankees are really. Maybe if Rodon comes back, these two. But I just, I, I don't really think it's that easy to rebuild a system and compete. Like the Dodgers kind of already had a great system, and they're bringing the guys up. And then they kind of like continue to build the system. I don't. I haven't seen like a bad team, or sorry, excuse me, a team with a really bad system, kind of like rebuild on the fly and be good. Like the Dodgers have always had. A system. Oh, that's correct. It's it's, it's hard. It, it, it's easy to. It took the Dodgers multiple years after their sale. They they sold the team, and then remember they were terrible. I forget yeah, what's his name McCourt. McCourt? Someone I met they, him. They had a terrible owner, <laughs> and then they. <laughs> Oh, okay. Good guy, good guy. Nice guy. What was his name? Frank McCord? He told me, to, uh, he said, forget Great red, guy. think blue. And I was like, eh. What? Uh, blue Sox. Okay. They, yeah, they had a great blue owner. Sox. They had a great owner. And and they sold the team. And they what they were, they were, they were an embarrassment for like three or four years there. And they, then they, they made, they made their, they traded like Matt Kemp. They traded Puig, all that stuff. Actually, that, that come later. When did they yeah, trade Puig? Pig. I don't know. Would no, that, that came put... later. That came later. They they did a, they were bad for a while, and then they got good because they they waited it out. They built the system up. They hired Andrew Friedman, and yeah. he did he, he did his magic. He, shout out the Guggenheim. That's what the Red Sox goal. You can was. only think of one. There's one team right now who I feel like kind of sort of doesn't didn't have a great system and is still good. Texas, and they've been good for a year, and they also have a ton of injury concerns. So we'll see if it lasts. Like that is like the most fragile team i mean they just mm-hmm. lost their ace for the year yeah which sucks i'm not i don't want that to happen but um big of you very big of you hey thanks man you, you guys can praise me uh as much as you'd like but um yeah you're a good dude and a jack <laughs> check the twitter this guy's um, got the complete package but the point is <laughs> if you're an educated fan and you see what Bloom's doing and you want this team to be good and not just how it's been in the past where it's like the peaks and valleys where we win the world series last place and not like a the division is really good. We're a decent team still in last, but like we're 25 games under 500. We've had a lot of those seasons mixed in with the world series. If you want this team to be like uh, the Dodgers or the Astros minus the cheating or any of these good teams, you need a good system first and foremost. And there's no way around that. The Would you say Cleveland? It, like I not- said, is Texas. And that's kind of like, we'll wait and see if that's real or not. Not to cut you off there. Cleveland, I think might be the closest to what we're trying to describe. Do you want to be Cleveland? No, Cleveland. Enough. Cleveland is doing what enough. I think the Red Sox are attempting and what the Dodgers they, did, just without money. Like if they yeah. were able to sign yes. guys, I think Cleveland would. Which they are able to sign guys. They are technically a big market. Like I hate when people say that. Like Cleveland is a very big, yeah, big sports market, market. Small market. That's all nonsense. Yeah, like they're able. It's to, all. It's nonsense. also the Wilpons. The Wilpons have spend. fucking Ugh. freaking money. I don't know really? if I can Cleveland? on this. Really? I've been. I don't yeah. know. No, you got you got no. It's not Will Pond. That's that was, that was Mets. Mets. Oh, um, who's owner of the Knicks? It's their oh, God. Uh, it's his cousin. Every team uh, in the Eastern Conference. Oh, hold on, I got I got you, Coop. The Dolans. Yes. Oh yeah, the Dolans. All right. Also, well, like regardless, also gr- like crappy people. We, uh, we can we can look at it this way: last five World Series winners, Astros. That's a. 90% homegrown core. That's a stack. Braves, 
same Always. thing, but they supplemented it. Great job. Uh, who was before the Braves? Dodgers. Just talked about them. Nationals. Almost all homegrown. Yeah. Uh, well, a few guys. Mostly homegrown. Soto led the way. Um, well, they, no, they did it right, though. They homegrew it, and then they added they added Scherzer to it. They, yeah. like 2018 Red Sox. Yeah. Like you, Massive homegrown. It's what the Cubs yeah. did. The, perf- the, re- the 2018 Red Sox, perfect example. You got Mookie, Sander, yeah. Jackie, Benny, Vasquez. All those guys, homegrown. I'm then sad. Raffy. Say it again. I said I'm sad. Raffy. names. Devers. <laughs> um, <laughs> they supplement. Then they, then they add Chris Bale, JD. JD. And then they win. Kim Price. Price. There you go. Mitch, you get the core, then you supplement. Boom. And, and you don't have to do The Cubs, Cubs did a great job. Yeah, it. it's, it, the Cubs, I feel like, were the first that I ever when, – when I saw what they did, I was like, oh, my God. Because they 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 had the guys they had Chris Bryant they had Anthony Rizzo they had Contreras Schwarber Addison Russell at the time like they had all these guys come up and then they're like okay here we go like John Lester and Jason Hayward like you're our guys and granted Jason Hayward sucks but like the the idea was still there and they won a World Series that out was of such it. a good World he Series. gave a great speech that was yeah, such that was a good cool. World Series I got knocked out at a concert game seven I don't know what happened I got a concussion anyway <laughs> it's a little CTE oh, there's what? a real I don't. I won't call it simple, but there's a pretty clear formula to winning nowadays, and I feel like the Red Sox are following it. And I know the last few seasons have sucked, but I'm happy they're following the formula because you know it's going to pay off. You can see it right in front of you. It's playing out. It's slow. It's hard to watch, and it, it feels sucks. like a work meeting sometimes. But they're trending in the right direction. Look at the rotation. They've got a few holes in the lineup as well. Slowly but surely, I'm. I'm weirdly not bothered by how mid. The mid socks, which is like a compliment now, have been. So let's just let them run the course. You shouldn't be bothered. Like, yeah, people they go on they go on these terrible stretches, and we all love to talk, and we're doing it right now. We all love to talk about like the outlook of the team and like what what are we seeing going forward. What we're seeing on the field right now, you just made the point. Like, that shouldn't affect what how you look at the future. Next year, 2024, like a lot of people are, are saying like that might be the year. I don't know if that's going to be the year. But the outlook moving forward is the same as it was going into this year. Like To me, it feels like 2025 and beyond is the time. And that's when you're going to start to see them really start to hopefully start supplementing it. Why not? That's just always been the plan. That's It sucks. It sucks because the plan started in 2020. Yeah. So like to have gone five years, it's a five-year plan. It's like a it's like a glorified five year plan because they're technically still trying to compete every year of it because they're still spending the money and they still have the payroll. But that's really what this is. This is a five yeah, year plan. Uh, year. Why 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 would you? I mean, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong, but why not next year? I mean, presumably Casas takes a step forward. Bayo, can you imagine him next year? Whitlock looks great. Maybe Hauk figures it out. You add a starter. I can totally see that can be the best there, team in the league. That's the but point, like, though. Sneak into the playoffs. You're making the point though. Same. The point there, the point there, though, is you're relying on guys who you already have on the roster to take a step forward that you have no idea if they're going to take. Yeah. It's not like we have Marcelo Meyer or like like the Reds have. We're able to count on Ellie De La Cruz coming up at some point this year. It's like okay, like we're going to get that guy. Like there's no that guy, at least from a fan perspective that we know of. Sure, like maybe maybe management and ownership know of some sort of target that they have for this offseason, obviously that changes the outlook, but like shoot me. Like I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know. Like I'll believe it when I see it for, for a big money outside edition. 
the reason I say 2025 is because that's when Marcelo Meyer and like all of the guys that Heim drafted are now yeah. going to be starting to come up every single year. And that's when the real flow starts. It's going to be the 2023 Baltimore Orioles, basically. Did yeah. he yep. the yep. Drohan? Was that Bloom? Yeah, that was time. Time. You no might time. be the first one to come up, like the first Bloom guy. <laughs> no pressure. They're definitely not going to make that into a narrative. Don't worry about it. Drohan. On that oh. note, Drohan? Drohan. I'm going to end it on a positive. I'm gonna, we're going to end it on a positive. You know why? Because we're on a winning streak of one. That's true. One game. Hey, one game is all you need. Uh, hold on. We have to. We have to remember that the future of the Red Sox is powered by McFarland. Oh. All right, real quick, I can I can cut this into the beginning. I I freaking love McFarland. <laughs> uh, no, let me finish off this last point, and then we'll we'll I'll have to do so much fucking editing at the end of this. Um, Screw the pooch right there. Hey, fucking, fucking the dog. Um, where the hell was I going to go with that? Um, yeah. So even though the Red Sox suck on this final note, uh, this just came across from John Heyman. Uh, Art Marino of the Angels. Not interested in trading Shohei Otani this year. It could be worse, Red Sox fans. It, it could be so much worse. Be an angel, dude. I would be. You could just keep shooting yourself in the goddamn foot. Can you imagine holy how bad that feels? Moly. You got Every the best year. player, maybe the best two players. I would say the best one player, Otani, on your team, and you want him gone because you want the rebuild to start because you Can, know that's the only way. Do you want it the could quote? Be so much worse. Do you want be, the quote? Give me the quote. I just don't know how you replace a guy like that, Marino told the Post. We want to win, and it's nice to have him in the lineup. For me, it's about the fans. That's right. You can either be the Oakland A's or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. You can either have your owner care about you, or you can have your owner care way too goddamn much. (laughs) Oh, God, that hurts to hear. Holy moly you imagine being that I, shortstop? Uh, what's his name? Zach Nito. You're like one of the team's best prospects. You've just got called up. And you're like, fuck, I'm stuck here. God man. damn it, dude. Like, what am dude, I going to Nothing's do? changing. Nothing's <laughs> changing. You think Rosenthal said on, uh, on the Fenway Rundown with, with Cotillo and Sean McAdam that the industry expectation is that Shohei Otani is a That's Dodger. And yet you have, yeah. you, have this, you have this owner, Artie Moreno, who's literally – you could get – the hall of all halls. Like you could, you could rebuild your farm system for a half season of Anyone a guy want. when you're, you're right, Coop. It Jesus. could be worse. It could you, be worse. He's that holding a $750 million lottery ticket. That, like, that's what he's holding with both Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. And he's just like, no, Otani. I like been, looking at it. I don't want to cash it in. I'm going to frame it up on the wall for my family to see. Dude, Otani has been a Dodger since the second, this most recent offseason ended. They did nothing. The Dodgers did nothing. It was the most obvious tell ever. I was looking at them the whole time. Like, the Dodgers going to do something? Just trade them. Just Just start printing the jerseys. I I haven't even mentioned him coming to the Red Sox. There's no chance. Stop. 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 Dodgers. I need need something. Yeah, Coop might might cut that out, Sammy. You might not be able to get that um, on the air. Coop's going to cut that out. Have you seen my pinned tweets? You're going to get hurt, Coop. I don't care. <laughs> there we go. I was I was about to say it's gonna be I me. Feel like your cat. <laughs> it's like your cat is 
He's grooming himself. He's going to town. Hey, <laughs> guys just being dudes. I respect it. What can be better? Oh, socks, man. Socks. Uh, on that note, thanks for listening. This was a long one of just commiserating, but we do it for you. And you know who else we do it and for? We love the socks, guys. McFarlane. We do it for McFarlane, dude. McFarlane. We do it for McFarlane. Dude. What would we be without McFarlane? I'd be half the man I am without McFarlane. I can tell you that much. Go, Pablo. <laughs>